This Sunday, the Christensen's Backyard Family Barbecue turns into a satanic panic when Lucifer decides to crash it. Lucifer, did you change the music? Yeah, I added some subliminal messages. Doesn't it just pop? Well, I can't understand it now. Well, that's because I had to break your CD player so you could play it backwards now. It's the only way to listen to my music. You'll laugh as Peter loses his religion with this wacky neighbor's wacky hijinks. Did you sacrifice another goat on my grill? It took forever to get the smell out last time. Oh, relax. It wasn't a goat this time. It was your cat, Sparky. But it all comes to a head when Lucifer brings his apple brown Betty to the cookout. The last time you made this, we got kicked out of that botanical garden. Did I do that? It's a party straight from hell this week on I Love Lucifer, Sunday, January 1st at midnight, right after According to Carl. I gotta tell you, it's it's hard when we do multiple episodes besides just our two main. It's really hard to come up with stuff to converse about before we get into the episode. I mean, we could talk. we just talk about that. <clears throat> I just did. We're recording. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. You know, yeah. that's very true. It could. I mean, we could talk about how Josh has uh, volumes one, two, and three of One Piece right in front of him, and I'm I sure looking do. at him, and I'm ready. About that, I do. I've also got a big comfy boy on my lap. Who's the goodest boy? He's the goodest boy. <laughs> He's the goodest boy. Such a brat. I know he is, dude. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and jump right in. Uh, welcome everybody to Two Towns Over. Uh, I am Don. I'm Ruben. I'm Josh. And we have reached that point, everybody. We are going to talk today. About the patron saint of wackadoos. <laughs> yep. Every That's a great cons- way of putting it. Yeah. Every conspiracy theory out there. This man has Barnum been- of Barnum and Bailey? No, this guy's worse than PT Barnum. God damn. Because yeah, I honestly truly think this man believes what he's talking about. Shit. Are we talking about L. Ron Hubbard? No. No. We are gonna be talking much worse. Much worse than L. Ron Hubbard. Um, because L. Ron Hubbard, he didn't believe in what he was doing. It was all just for money. He was literally a science fiction writer. Yeah. And he created a religion based around science fiction to make money. Which one was the one that created a fleet? That was L. Ron Hubbard. That was L. Ron? Yeah, yeah that yeah. man was fucking nuts. Yep. Nope. Today, we are going to be diving into the wonderful, wacky world of David Icke. More specifically, we're going to be talking about the Lizard and Illuminati. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, this man never met a conspiracy theory he didn't like or didn't come up with. Um, so, uh, Good. Yeah. Oh, this. Yeah, this makes fucking flat earth people look like fucking patron saints of knowledge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So the idea of the shape-shifting lizards taking human form in a plot to rule America and the world. Oh, we're just right into it. Oh, we're just right into it. Has become one of the most... Just want to start off. Rule America and then the world. Yes. Yeah. Right now, that is a bad, bad idea. (laughs) Yep. It's not going to happen like that. 
So the theory has become one of the most majestic and marvelous conspiracy theories created. In 2008, lizard people found... Hi, if this is similar to the Flat Earth ones, if you believe in lizard people, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep. 100%. Uh, so Absolutely get out of my fucking podcast space. Don't get out of here. Don't talk to me or my cat ever don't again. Don't talk to me or well. my son or my son's son ever again. <laughs> so in 2008, lizard people found its way onto the Minnesota's midterm ballot when someone actually wrote in lizard people as a write-in candidate for president. Nice. Good. Back in April of 2013, that guy I do fuck with. Yeah, (laughs) right. Public policy polling conducted a poll about conspiracy theories such as aliens, Paul McCartney's imposter, and of course, lizard people. And the polling organization found that 4% of Americans believe in lizard people, while another 7% were unsure. That's too many percentages. Yeah. Taken to its absurd extreme, that would imply around 12 million people believe in the lizard people. That's too many. Yeah. Uh, Philip Bump, a lizard person Good. scholar. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lizard person scholar. Yes. Now, listen, it makes sense to me that we're getting demonology diplomas. Listen, I gotta say, <laughs> lizard person scholar in my D&D brain really is telling me that he's from, like, a tribe of dudes who are lizards, and also they just primarily hunt and fish. Yeah. And, like, his name is, like, runs underground or some shit. Yeah, uh-huh. Like... Well, the crazy thing is, is Philip Bump is also a writer at the Washington Post. Um, Yay. That yeah. makes me sad. Uh, he's Yeah, he's the one that, that found roughly 12 million people. Now, he wrote an article called How to Spot the Reptilians Running the U.S. Government. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. And it provides a helpful summary of common characteristics of Jesus. lizard people, such as low blood pressure, random scars. Yeah. A great love of space and science. So, <laughs> wait. Wait. That's all flat earthers. That's every flat earther. <laughs> oh, there's more. Uh, Goddamn. An, <laughs> an eye color of green, hazel, or blue. That's every eye color. <laughs> what? <laughs> brown. That's Hazel, motherfucker, in the wrong light. Hazel is just brown. (laughs) And the eye color could change at any time. Get out. (laughs) Further evidence exists in the form of videos. No, they, no. Slowing down or pausing can sometimes reveal a glimpse of individual shape-shifting. We're not even out of the intro and Ruben's already done. (laughs) Oh, it's much like Flat Earth. Oh, yeah. It just goes hard right from the start. (laughs) They really went all in. All in. Okay. um, Shit. uh, Yeah, so pausing uh, or slowing down a video can reveal glimpses of individual shape-shifting. However, the staff members of Inverse which is a video production company, point out that this shape-shifting is really a glitch or what's something called compression artifact, which is a common occurrence when using VHS tapes. Nonetheless, other evidence exists to support the theory. For example... No, it doesn't. For example, the top 10 channels discuss findings of lizard people references within Bible passages, such as a serpent tricking Eve into eating the apple, the Nephilim interbreeding with humans and Satan's characteristic or characterization as a serpent or dragon-like being. So what is the lizard Illuminati? What do they want? Are they evil, benevolent, and different? While there are many theories about their desires... Fake. 
there is only one origin of the conspiracy, and it starts with one man, David Icke. He's a witch. Burn him? <laughs> so David Icke was born in 1952 to Barrick and Barbara Icke. And while never- Stop. Great couple names. <laughs> Barrick and Barbara. Yeah. That's a wizard and a barbarian. <laughs> And they're in, they're so in love, dude. In my head, they're so in love. And Barbara is so smart. Barrick, very dumb. <laughs> so while never really caring about school, um, when he was nine, uh oh, a dumb wizard. Yeah, David uh, was chosen for the junior school his uh, the junior school's third year football team. Now football, it, this is England, so it's soccer. Soccer. He writes that this was the first time he had succeeded at anything, and he came to see football as his way out of poverty. He played in goal, he was the goalie, which he wrote suited the loner in him and gave him a sense of living on the edge between hero and villain. Stop. (laughs) Not you, him. Oh, okay. Uh, After failing his 11 plus exam, which is a basic standardized test given to students in the United Kingdom during their last year of primary school in 1963, he was sent to the city's Crown Hills Secondary Modern rather than the local grammar school, uh, where he was given a trial for the Leicester Boys Under 14 team. He left school at 15 after being talent spotted by Coventry City, who signed him up in 1967 as their youth team's goalkeeper. By 1968, he played in the Coventry City youth team that were runners-up to Burnley in the FA Youth Cup. He also played for Oxford United's reserve team and the Northampton Town on loan from Coventry. So he was a very popular, very prominent soccer player when he was younger. <coughs> However, did he, did he, did he, did he bend it? Yeah. Like Beckham? Oh, yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Rheumatoid arthritis in his left knee, which spread to his right knee, ankles, elbows, wrists, and hands, stopped him from making a career out of football. So the answer is no. He did not bend it like Beckham. Uh, He got bent like Beckham. He did get bent. (laughs) And hey, bud, that's uh, get bent is a British slang for uh, fuck off. Get bent over and get fucked. Okay. Well, so, yeah, so despite stating that he was often in agony during training, Ike managed to play part-time for Hereford or Hereford United, including in the first team when they were in the fourth and later in the third division of the English Football League. But in 1973, at the age of 21, the pain in his joints became so severe that he was forced to retire. Imagine being 21 and having arthritis just cripple you like that, that young. Yeah, that would suck. I mean, it's working on it. Yeah. I'm 26. It's fucking working on it. Oh, I'm 47. It's it's already in there. So Ike began to flirt with alternative medicine and new age philosophies in the 1980s in an effort to relieve his arthritis. And this encouraged his interest in green politics. He joined the Green Party and became a national oh. spokesperson within six months. Jesus. He, yeah. He wrote that a, just tells you how bad they were, that what bad shape they were in. <laughs> he wrote a book in 1989 called It Doesn't Have to Be Like This, which was an outline <laughs> of his views on the environment. You don't have to be like this. I mean, he's right. It doesn't have to be like this. Right. But yeah. yeah, he definitely shouldn't have been like him. <laughs> so Ike wrote in 1989 
or he wrote that 1989 was a time of considerable personal despair. And it was during this period that he said he began to feel a presence around him. He often describes how he felt it while alone in a hotel room in March 1990. And finally asked, if there's anybody here, will you please contact me because you are driving me up the wall? Days later, in a newsagent's shop in Ryde, England, he felt a force pull his feet to the ground and heard a voice guide him towards some books. Fuck off. <laughs> One of them was Mind to Mind by Betty Shine, a psychic healer in Brighton. No. <laughs> he read the book, then wrote to her requesting a consultation about his arthritis. I... From a psychic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, psychics fix arthritis, for nah, sure. No, I don't think they do, honestly. So Ike visited Shine four times. During the third meeting on March 29th, 1990, Ike claims to have felt something like a spider's web on his face. and Shine... It was probably a spider's web. <laughs> and Shine told him she had a message from Wang Yi Lee of the spirit world. Fuck right <laughs> off. Uh, Wangy Lee? Yeah. Wang Yi Lee. Wangy Lee. Yeah. Wangy Lee. Uh, Ike had been sent to heal the world. What does she that said. verb mean? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out later. Uh -huh. Or better yet, I'll show you. Oh. Show you. <laughs> <laughs> so I stepped into the room. Wangy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I do get it. Something has to be swinging. Um, yeah. Oh, it's 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 there's, doing something. There's definitely sure. centrifugal motion. <laughs> so Ike had been sent to heal the world, she said, and would become famous, but would face opposition. The spirit world was going to pass ideas to him, which he would speak about to others. He would write five books in three years. People can't see you shaking your head. You you just continue. Okay. You just continue. I just <laughs> this is just for Reuben. <laughs> So he would write five books in three years. In 20 years, a new flying machine would allow us to go wherever we wanted. And time... What year is this? This is 1990. Yeah. So we're already... What? Which? Where? When? Yeah. 19, March 29th of 1990 in England. Right. But yeah. I'm saying it's been 30 years since yeah. then, and I don't see a brand new flying machine. Unless you count that motherfucker in LA with a jetpack for some reason. <laughs> uh, well, this says it would take us to places we wherever we wanted and time would have no meaning so that over the happened. over the ice wall at the end of the flat earth is where yeah. he, is where we're going yeah that's exactly uh and that the twist the fucking lizard people flat earthers built the ice wall oh shit <laughs> you heard it here first folks yes. maybe <laughs> so, that'll be the most reasonable theory that you hear for the rest of the day probably and that there would be earthquakes in unusual places because the inner earth was being destabilized by having oil taken from under the seabed. In February of 1991, Ike visited a pre- So close to the mark. So close to the mark, and yet so far away. Yeah. So in February of 1991, Ike visited a pre-Inca Sulustani burial ground near Puno, Peru where he felt drawn to a particular circle of waist-high stones. As he stood in the circle, he had two thoughts. That people would be talking about this in a hundred years, and that it would be over when it rained. His body a cuckoo! Yeah. yeah. His body shook as though plugged into an electrical socket, he wrote, and new ideas poured into him. 
I just like his body shook as if plugged. (laughs) (laughs) Then it started raining and the experience ended. He described it as the kundalini, which is a term for Hindu from Hindu yoga, activating his chakras or energy centers, triggering a higher level of consciousness. God, they really just combine every level. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. What followed was what Ike called his turquoise period. He, he admitted. Uh, <laughs> nope. I gotta look it up. Hold on. His turquoise period. No, 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 no. The other one, the one, the the blue one. The blue. What? Huh? Yeah. What blue? Hold on. Who blue? That's why you need to look it up. I no longer have any use of either of my hands because if I let go, he will fall. <laughs> the blue period is a term used to define the works produced by Spanish painter Pablo Picasso between 1901 and 1904. Mm-hmm. So uh, when he is painted essentially monochromatic paintings in shades of blue and br- blue green, only occasionally warmed by other colors. So, um, f- fuck, what's his name again? David Icke. Fuck this guy. Because <laughs> turquoise is somehow better than blue. Well, he said he had been channeling for some time, he wrote, and had received a message through automatic writing that he was a, quote, son of the Godhead, interpreting Godhead as the infinite mind. Sure. And he began to wear only the color turquoise. I'm going to have to dissociate for much of this. (laughs) (laughs) Just to protect my fragile psyche. And he began to only wear the color turquoise. Fuck it. <clears throat> a color that he saw as a conduit for positive energy. Oh, sure. He also started working on his third book and the first of his new age period called The Truth Vibrations. <laughs> In August of 1990, before his visit to Peru, Ike met Deborah Shaw, an English psychic based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. When, when he returned from Peru, they began a relationship with the apparent blessing of Ike's wife. Aye. <laughs> In March of 1991, Shaw began living with the couple, a short-lived arrangement that the press called the Turquoise Triangle. Oh my God, the press, huh? Yeah. Shaw changed her name to Mari Shawson, while Ike's wife became Michaelia, which she said was an aspect of the Archangel Michael. <laughs> See, this is why we need to be a video podcast. I, I am fucking, well, as the British would say, totally knackered. Like, I'm <laughs> fucking flabbergasted. It should be a video podcast just so everyone can see this. Good boy. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like every word you say is a hammer blow. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten to the lizard part yet. This I is know. I know. It's Every <laughs> sentence hits like a wave, a tsunami. Like, just calm down with that shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the relationship with Shaw led to the birth of a daughter in December of 1991. Although she and Ike had by then... So she's our age. Yes. Holy fuck, His bud. daughter is our age. Or I gotta age. call her. I gotta get in contact. I need to interview her about her life. And her her well her whole everything. Ike wrote in 1993 that he decided not to visit his daughter and had seen her only once at Shaw's request. 
that's the first good call anyone has made in this <laughs> fucking story. Ike's wife gave birth to the couple's second son in November of 1992. So, so he had a son by his wife and a daughter by his fucking mistress or their their thruple light or whatever the hell you call it in a whatever it is. <laughs> and then then his wife also had another son. Right. Okay. So he's got three kids and his wife has two. So Ike came or Ike came to prominence in 1991 when I I do want to talk to his sons actually because they'd be about <laughs> my age as well. Oh yeah. shit, you're right. Uh, when he was um, uh, requested to inter- to be interviewed from Nikki Campbell's BBC Radio One program for Terry Wogan's primetime show and Fern Britton's ITV chat show, Wogan introduced the 1991 segment with "The world as we know it is about to end" amid right. laughter from the audience. David Icke demurred when asked if he was the son of God, replying that Jesus would have been laughed at too, and repeated that Britain would soon be devastated by tidal waves and earthquakes. Without these, he stated, the earth would cease to exist. When Icke said laughter was the best way to remove negativity, Wogan replied to the audience, but they're laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. (laughs) I've seen that clip. Mm -hmm. The BBC was criticized for allowing it to go ahead, Des Christie of The Guardian called it a media crucifixion. I mean, eh, rightly so. <laughs> so that interview led to a difficult period for David Icke. In May of 1991, police were called to the couple's home after a crowd of over 100 youths gathered outside chanting, We want the Messiah. A hundred youths? Yeah. And give us a sign, David. Icke told journalist John Ronson in 2001... So many good names. I can't believe today. the thing you just said. What, John Ronson? John Ronson? Yeah. That's what I've done with your name, Donathan. <laughs> <laughs> so David Ike told him. Jo- nope. Ron- nope. John, John Ronson. Ronson. Yeah. Not Ron Johnson. Right. So David Ike told John Ronson in 2001, one of my very greatest fears as a child was being ridiculed in public. And there it was coming true. As a television presenter, I'd been respected. People came to you in the street and shake your hand and talk to you in a respectful way. And suddenly, overnight, this was transformed into Ike's a nutter. I couldn't walk down any street in Britain without being laughed at. It was a nightmare. My children were devastated because their dad was a figure of ridicule. I don't know if that's why they were devastated, but I'm sure it didn't help. (laughs) So in 2006, Wogan interviewed Ike again for a special called Wogan Now and Then series. Wogan was apologetic for his conduct in the 1991 That's the interview. most British thing you've said. <laughs> Wogan now and then yeah. is so fucking British. However, in his autobiography, Mustn't Grumble, Wogan described Ike as being a ranting demagogue. He convinced, wants to be a part of the podcast. Uh, a ranting demagogue convinced that we are all manipulated sheep. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah. Yep. So Wogan, the Wogan interview separated Ike from his previous life, he wrote in 2003, giving him the courage to develop his ideas without caring what anyone thought. Ike has held public lectures around the world and by 2006 had spoken in at least 25 countries. He spoke for seven hours to 2,500 people at the Brixton Academy in London in 2008 and the same and the same year addressed the University of Oxford Debating Society. Uh, the Oxford Union. His book tour for Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More in 2010. <laughs> I, but The Lion Sleeps Tonight, Don. 
it sleeps no more. It sleeps tonight. Get off your knees. We Bumbleway. <laughs> <laughs> that tour included a sold-out talk to 2,100 in New York City and 83,000 pounds worth of tickets sold in Melbourne. In October of 2012, he spoke for 11 hours to 6,000 oh people God. at London's Wembley Arena. Like a filibuster. Yeah. Like. Perfect word, mm-hmm. perfect connection. That is exactly what that is. Yeah. God damn. Which brings us to the lizard people. So Ike combines new age philosophical discussion about the universe and consciousness with conspiracy theories about public figures being reptilian humanoids and pedophiles. He argues. In oh yeah, fa- I forgot. Pedophiles was yeah. part of this. Yeah, it he argues is. in favor of reincarnation, a collective consciousness that has intentionality. Modal realism, that is, the other possible worlds exist alongside ours, and the so-called law of attraction, which is that good and bad thoughts can attract experiences. So, here's how I think this gets people. Because you said a couple of things that are totally reasonable in that. Uh, That other worlds exist alongside ours, Mm -hmm. basically other realities. There's math for that. Yeah, multi-dimensional, sure, 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 sure. I buy that. And then um, the the law of attraction, that uh, feelings attract experiences, basically. that's There's psychology behind that. Yep. Sure. Uh, that's not exactly what he means, but there is no, a certain sure amount of psychology behind like the real version of that, you know? Yeah, I was going to make an Oprah joke when he said that, but he was going <laughs> too fast. Right. And so I can see where somebody thinks, you know, they already believe in these things that are semi-reasonable. And then this guy shows up and speaks confidently enough that they're like, oh, he said that thing that I believe in very strongly, but he's elaborated on it a lot more. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I believe everything he says. Yep. Yeah. And that's how people fall into this kind of thing. So the first book that he wrote uh, about... The Lizard People, is The Biggest Secret. It was written in 1999. In it, he introduced the idea that many prominent figures derive from the Anunnaki, which is a reptilian race. Oh, yeah. From uh-huh. the Draco constellation. No. <laughs> in his book, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More, he identified... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Human race, get off your knees the, the lion, lion sleeps, sleeps tonight no <laughs> like it's literally right there well in that book he identified the moon and later saturn as the source of holographic experiences broadcast by the reptiles that humanity interprets as reality <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and we will get more into detail about that later just gets worse and worse we're breaking ruben today oh yeah these are my favorite ones it's so fucking dumb it's so dumb oh my god he went way past we might live in a simulation you guys yeah so far past it and that's his first step yes So Ike is an opponent of the scientific method, describing it as bollocks in 2013. (laughs) (laughs) 
When asked by the Sunday Times to explain the existence of television, he said it's not that all science is bollocks, but rather the basis of the way science judges reality is bollocks. He also, surprisingly, thinks climate change is a hoax. No fucking way. (laughs) So Ike believes that an interdimensional race of reptilian beings called the Archons have hijacked the Earth. This isn't the Anunnaki. This is the Archons now. Well, we're descendants. The Archons are descendants of the Anunnaki. Okay, okay. Yeah, but he believes that they have hijacked the Earth and are stopping humanity from realizing its true potential. No, humans are doing that on their own. I was going to say, we're real good at stopping ourselves. He claims that they are the same beings as the Anunnaki, deities from the Babylonian creation myth of the Enuma Elis, and that they're also the fallen (laughs) angels or watchers who mated with human women in the biblical apocrypha. That's so much. (laughs) We're not done. No. Oh, no, not even close to done. (laughs) He believes. No. Yo, we got to stop for a second. (laughs) Okay. Let me get this straight. They are both at simultaneously. Anunnaki from the Draco constellation. Right. Uh Nephilim. Yes. Yep. The Babylonian gods. Yes. Uh huh. And ancient other deity that you said. Uh, yeah, they were the fallen angels or watchers who mated with human women in the biblical apocrypha. Holy fuck. Uh huh. <laughs> he believes. Talk about a fucking anime trio right there, huh? Oh, yeah. true. This is, this is so much like uh, anime only endings. For animes, like when when the manga is too far ahead, so they just go buck wild with it. Yeah. Like this is totally the end of Darling in the Franks. <laughs> this is, is wow. So he believes that a genetically modified human slash archon hybrid race of shape shifting reptilians, known as the Babylonian Brotherhood or the Illuminati, manipulate global events to keep humans in constant fear. So the archons can feed off the negative energy this creates. In the biggest secret that the first book, Ike identified the brotherhood as descendants of reptilians from the constellation Draco and said that they live in caverns inside the earth. I do like like hollow earth theory is another one. That's a lot of fun. Like aside from flat earth, hollow earth. Yeah. Journey to the center of the earth. Both versions. Very fun. Good fun. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Love it. But uh, we've really gone the other way with this one. Truly, I am concerned (laughs) for this man's children (laughs) and his followers. To his children? 12 million Americans. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's no way that's accurate. Well, Ike said in an interview... When you get back into the ancient world, you find this recurring theme of a union between a non-human race and humans, creating a hybrid race. From 1998, I started coming across people who told me that they had seen people change into a non-human form. And you didn't immediately assume they were hallucinating. It's an age-old phenomenon known as shape-shifting. The basic form is like a scaly humanoid with reptilian rather than humanoid eyes. 
Ike claims that the first reptilian human. So it's a so it's an anamorphs mid stage transformation. Yeah, right. Exactly. Holy fuck, bud. <laughs> so Ike claims that the first reptilian human breeding programs took place two hundred to three hundred thousand years ago, perhaps creating Adam. Uh, and <laughs> you're not gonna just gloss over that. <laughs> That's Assassin's Creed. Yeah, pretty much probably where they got the idea from. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and the third and latest was seven thousand years ago. He claims the hybrids of the third program, which are more Anunnaki than human currently control the world. Mm. <laughs> he writes in The Biggest Secret, the brotherhood which controls the world today is the modern expression of the Babylonian brotherhood of reptile Aryan priests and royalty. You cannot both be... E- mm. <laughs> oh, but you can. <laughs> you can't be reptilian and Aryan. It's not... That's not how it works. <laughs> I don't know. I've been playing Wolfenstein again recently, and I think you maybe can. Uh, Ike states that they came together after Sumer, or together in Sumer after the flood, but originated in the Caucasus. He explains that when he uses the term Aryan, he means the white race. Yeah, that's what that fucking <laughs> word means. You didn't have to clarify that one. Yeah, we, we, we understand that one. Ike has stated... No, you guys, you don't understand. When I say Aryan, I mean blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin, the perfect race. (laughs) So Ike has stated that the reptilians come from not only another planet, but from another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another... Anyway. Intergalactic. The lower... Anyway. The lower level of the fourth dimension or the lower astral dimension, the one nearest to the physical world. There is no level of a dimension. It's either you are the... (laughs) Ruben, 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 Ruben. (laughs) (laughs) Far too much logic. (laughs) See, what you don't understand about interdimensional travel... (laughs) <laughs> Educate me, please. <laughs> is everything. Yeah, yeah, clearly. I don't get it at all. Oh, my God. So, from this dimension, they control the planet. Although, just as fourth dimensional reptilians control us, they are in turn controlled by a fifth dimension. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even wrap our heads. Li- like, literally... The human mind cannot wrap its head around what a fourth dimension is yeah. properly. And that's the thing that we I'm, – I'm not 100% on the science, but either no 100% exists or it's heavily we, theorized. I think you know more about it than I do. So there's math that can be done in higher dimensions, thus implying that they do exist. Right. But because everything is math. We don't. As far as I am aware, currently, we don't believe that there are, like, we, if you believe in it or not, you can't perceive it, and everyone agrees on that. Sure, exactly. But they've went ahead and added a fifth one. (laughs) And there's there's math for that. Like, there's math for nth dimensional mechanics and shit like that. But, like, it's all 
including the fourth dimensional math, it's, it's conceptual, conceptual yeah, math. That's it. Yeah. It's it's not like a confirmed gravity exists. It's like it's hey man, math is cool. Right. Look at what interesting shit we can do with it. Yeah, we've talked about it before. I just couldn't remember the details. That's yeah. why I was trying to coax you into explaining it instead yeah, of me. It's the type of math that you don't actually have to know math to understand. Right. So Ike believes that the only way this quote-unquote archontic influence can be defeated is if people wake up to the truth and fill their hearts with love. Aww. Ike briefly introduced his ideas about... He really was just trying to do a Scientology. Don't say that, because love could mean any fucking thing to this person. I know. That's what I mean. He's just trying to do a Scientology. Yeah, for sure. He he means fill your hearts with unbridled rage and madness. Right. Yeah, he's like, Hubbard had great luck with this. I bet I could do it. He had a whole team of whatever fucking scouts with him. Right. Uh Uh-huh. So Ike briefly introduced his ideas about ancient astronauts. L. Ron Hubbard was a monstrous jerk and a fucking gross guy. Um, In his book, his 1994 book, The Robot's Rebellion, citing Milton William Cooper's Behold a Pale Horse and expanded it in And the Truth Shall Set You Free in 1995, citing Barbara Marciniak's Bringers of the Dawn. Religious studies lecturer David G. Robertson writes that Ike's reptilian idea is adapted from Zechariah Stitchin's The Twelfth Planet from 19- Stop! Say that name once more, please, sir. Zechariah Stitchin. The what? The, the Twelfth Planet. Planet. Zech. Ze- I, I gotta read it. That's a dope name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Zechariah Stitchin the... 12th. No. Oh. No, it's Zechariah Stitchin's book, The Twelfth Planet. Okay, okay. Combined with material from Credo Mutwa, a Zulu healer. Stitchin suggested that the Anunnaki came to Earth for its precious metals. Ike has said that they That's came- Cowboys versus Alien. <laughs> Ike has said that they came for what he refers to as monoatomic gold. That's Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> Which he claims can increase the capacity of the nervous system 10,000-fold, and that after ingesting it, the Anunnaki can process vast amounts of information, speed up transdimensional travel, and shapeshift from reptilian to human. <clears throat> Some argue that Ike is using allegory to depict the alien and alienating nature of global capitalism. This guy could have benefited from some antipsychotic drugs. <laughs> oh, for sure. Ike has stated that this is not the case. Of course. As of 2013, Ike claims the reptilian bloodline includes all American presidents. <laughs> Up to when? Current. All. Even Trump is reptilian. So Obama is also a yes. reptile? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bush. Mm-hmm. Clinton. Mm-hmm. So they all. all cousins? Yeah. Okay. Or they're all hybrids. <laughs> Three. <coughs> excuse me. No, no, no. We're not going to. No, we got to talk about that. Because <laughs> that's like anti-racist in such a strange way. Yeah, right. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. Obama is of the same race as every president. Yeah. Including Washington, mm-hmm. our first president. Yes. And also Andrew Jackson, the one who killed a bunch of people. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I, you know, however you get there, I guess. 
<laughs> so yeah, all different, Ameri- different I don't know. strokes. You it's know, like back when Apple Maps was first a thing, and it you would take you like into the middle of a lake or yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Like I don't know how you used Apple Maps to get here that early, but like, right. good on you, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so all American presidents, three British and two Canadian prime ministers. This is an international plot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's worldwide. Several Sumerian kings and Egyptian pharaohs, and a smattering of celebrities. Key bloodlines are said to include the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and various European aristocratic families. Modern Rothschild would be great if it wasn't a name. (laughs) Yeah, uh (laughs) uh-huh. Uh, the establishment families of the Eastern United States and the British House of Windsor. Yeah, so the royal family. Ike has. Oh, shit. That means I've got Lizard Illuminati blood. There you go. Yeah. That means we all have Lizard Illuminati blood. Yeah. <laughs> you only got to go back like 13 generations to all be related. Right. <laughs> so Ike has claimed that he saw former British Prime Minister Ted Heath's eyes turn entirely jet black while the two men waited for a Sky News interview in 1989. <laughs> he confirmed to Scottish journalist Andrew Neil in May of 2016 that he believes the British royal family are shape-shifting lizards. In 2001, Ike said the Queen Mother was seriously reptilian. The Rothschilds, in Ike's opinion, are also blood-drinking Satan worshippers. <laughs> Yet another blow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, at that point, I can't believe that that sentence was shocking to you anymore. Yeah. It's just the... It's just the... Uh, uh, the matter-of-factness of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, it's... It, it say the sentence again because it's like the Rothschilds are all or the win, whatever the Rothschilds in Ike's opinion are also blood drinking Satan worshippers. Just on top of being a lizard person that's evilly trying to control the world right. to feed off uh-huh. its negative emotions. Mm-hmm. What the f- fuck? Which various people have argued in 2018 was part of a revival of medieval anti-Semitic attitudes towards Jews. <clears throat> Ike sometimes called. Whoa! I'm sorry. Truly, I have been tumbled. I need you to read that again. I didn't even hear that last part. Uh, various people have argued that it was part of that. This was part of a revival of medieval anti-Semitic attitudes towards the Jews. That's not a medieval. That's all of the time, right? But it started back in the medieval times. Sure, but it can't be a revival if it never fucking died. Well. Well, revival into mainstream. Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. And literally... Since the Nazis then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ike sometimes calls... Unless me- that didn't happen too. <laughs> well. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I used to buy weed from a guy that was a Holocaust denier. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. wild. So Yeah, Ike- he would come to... <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I don't want to gloss over that I used to buy weed from a Holocaust denier. He would he was the only drug dealer Support local business. <laughs> uh, he would come over <laughs> like here's an eighth. Also, the Jews lied. Like what? <laughs> well, he came over one day, and this was like I was very lightly political at this time. And he was like, Josh, you'd call yourself kind of a liberal, right? And I'm like, mm, I've, I'm starting to read up on politics, but sure. And so whatever, he like weaved this conversation 
in such a way that it got us to World War II. And then he started talking, but he's like, well, you know, the camps weren't actually, like, nobody said anything about them until after Russia something, something, something went on this whole tirade about how actually Russians set up the Nazis to make it look like they had had death camps. (laughs) But they didn't actually. And at that point, I was just like... There were... I don't there might still be people alive right now who were there. Yeah, yeah there are. Mhm. That Uh-huh. <laughs> but they're lying. They got the tattoo to prove the shit though. Uh, uh, anybody can get a tattoo of numbers. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> who are you going to believe? Millions of Jewish people or Josh's millions stoner... of a traditionally persecuted people or Josh's stoner friend? It's at that point, dealer. Was, he never said friend. Dealer, sorry. I, I did the bit where, you know, when someone's at your house and like the conversation has died down, mm-hmm. and you're just uh, like infinitely scrolling through Netflix, but not actually <laughs> starting anything because you don't want to start it until after they leave. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. sometimes it happens on accident, but sometimes you do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did it on purpose, and I found a new drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That guy has a kid now. now. You're sitting there trying to get him out of the house. You know, mm-hmm. man, I had I had Italian tonight, and I got a really bad case of gas. Speaking of gas, did you know that the gas chambers were actually oh, just... Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Jesus. The Holocaust deniers might be the worst type of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Ike uh, sometimes calls the reptilian plot the unseen. After a 2018 talk by Ike in Southport, UK, skeptic activist Michael Marshall reported... The appearance of the unseen in the Middle East 6,000 years ago seems to be no coincidence, and it's little wonder that Ike's world is so often accused of anti-Semitism. However... So often accused. Yeah. Of its literal anti-Semitism. However, if we were to accept that Ike himself does not hold such views, and that that his work is merely co-opted by groups who undeniably are anti-Semitic, we also have to acknowledge that Ike often does his case no favors. Critics. Well, so this is kind of the same thing where it's like if you are a public figure and Nazis start really liking you, you there are two things you need to do if you are not yourself a Nazi. It's A, you need to examine what part of what you're doing has mm-hmm. brought Nazis to your fandom. And then you need to very publicly and vehemently denounce them like the dead Kennedys did. Back in the 80s or early yeah, 90s? 80s. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say it was late or mid 80s. Yeah. Um, they started getting a bunch of skinheads that were showing up to their shows all the time and starting a problem because, I mean, skinheads have always, like, tried to co-opt punk culture. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the next thing that the Dead Kennedys did was release a song called Nazi Punks Fuck Off. Yeah. And the chorus of it is just Nazi punks, Nazi punks, Nazi punks, fuck off, just over and over and over. I want to listen to that song. And they would play it at shows like every single show, especially if they saw a fucking skinhead. Mm -hmm. Because skinhead culture was a punk thing before the Nazis co-opted it, and now we know skinhead as a Nazi term. Yeah. That's slang for Nazis. And like they tried to steal... um, There are still British punk skinheads. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One time I saw a dude in CVS. Not Nazi ones. I mean actual skinheads. Right. Yeah. One time I, there was a dude in CVS when I worked there that uh, he had a shaved head. He was wearing black 
all black Doc Martens, red suspenders, and I, I, I don't know what it was that got into me that night, but I walked up ready to fight. And I'm not a confrontational person, but I saw that from across the store, and I walked up there like ready to tell this man to fuck off. I wasn't selling him shit. I don't care if this is CVS, and I'll lose my job over it. Like I'm, I'll fight this man tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up being a dude I knew from the bar mm-hmm. who was just a punk, mm-hmm. but. It was still like, man, I, and I told him to, because I came around the corner. He was wearing like a Lil Wayne shirt. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fucking skinheads. Uh, see, I say it too. Skinheads. Fucking mm-hmm. Nazis. Nazis steal everything that's cool. They also stole. Um, Swastika. They also yeah, stole. Well, they, they, they stole everything. Yeah. That is part of. Literally everything. They stole the eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Right, and they stole um, lace signals, too. So, like, lacing up Doc Martens in different lacing patterns with different color laces, it's it's coded. Mm-hmm. Or at yeah. least it used to be. Nobody nobody really does lace code anymore. But, like, white laces in Doc Martens, if you ever see someone and you're, like, thinking they seem kind of, like, Nazi-ish to me, and they're wearing Doc Martens with white laces, that's white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Red is having spilled blood for white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of them that are like purple is gay and like different ones like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, they co-opted that shit from punk culture too. fucking fuck Nazis. Yeah. Yep. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Hey, Nazi punks. Fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> <laughs> so critics uh, view Ike. Uh, and you- I'm a pacifist, but I will fucking beat your ass. Dude, next time I see a skinhead, I will call you. I'll break my own goddamn vow to myself, and I'll <laughs> fuck you up. Do you understand? So critics view Ike's reptilians and other theories as anti as an anti... Oh, my God. Critics view Ike's reptilians and other theories as anti-Semitic and accuse him of Holocaust denial. Critics have claimed that Ike's reptilians are symbolic representations of Jews which Ike called total friggin' nonsense, adding, <laughs> this is not a plot on the world by Jewish people. Ike has rejected the assertion that he is a Holocaust denier. Ike. I want to quote so bad because I want to pick it. <laughs> right. Uh, Ike states that the at the apex of the Babylonian Brotherhood stand the global elite. And at the top of the global elite are what Ike has referred to as the prison wardens. Ike claims that the Brotherhood's goal, or their, quote, great work of ages, is a microchipped population, a world government. (laughs) Y'all, my mom used to lend this theory credence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you know, Bible shit, the mark of the beast, that's like, people are like, that's a barcode or a chip or something. Yeah. Like, Uh uh-huh. You know. I don't think that's how that goes, but what what's that song? Don't go to the supermarket. Kathy, don't today. go to the supermarket today. Yeah, uh huh. Done by David. Um, fuck, what's his burn? No, what's his name? Burke. Uh, Children of God cult. Yeah, I found that's a cult that does that song. Yeah, yeah. Which we will do them one day. Sweet. Uh, when we get to that other series, that other series yes. after Satanic Panic. Well, it's not going to be a series. It'll be like interspersed with regular episodes. Yeah, it's still yeah, a yeah. series. Yeah. Um, so just a technicality. Yeah. So yeah, a microchip population, a world government and a global Orwellian fascist state or new world order. 
which he claims will be a post-truth era where freedom of speech is ended. We just got a message on Facebook that says we should do the Alaskan Triangle someday. We can do all those triangles. Bermuda Triangle. We're going to do so many different triangles. There's like a Minnesota Triangle. We can fuck with all the triangles. Yeah. I just wanted to shout it out because literally I just saw it as we're recording and she's going to hear that at some point. So there you go. Who was it? I didn't actually open the whole message. Oh, my God. It was... You're a pathetic podcaster. Yeah, I'm a pathetic (laughs) podcaster for not fully opening a message um, during a recording. You spent (laughs) 10 minutes trying to take a picture of your fucking cat. That's professional podcasting. That's important. (laughs) That's that's for the Facebook page. So I... Uh, It was Amy Rennie. Okay. So Ike believes that the Brotherhood uses human anxiety as energy and that the Archons keep humanity trapped in a, quote, five-sense reality so that they can feed off the negative energy created by fear and hate. In 1999, he wrote, Thus we have the encouragement of wars, human genocide, the mass slaughter of animals, sexual perversion which creates highly charged negative energy, and black magic rituals and sacrifice which takes place on a scale that will stagger those who have not studied the subject. (laughs) Ike proposes that human sacrifice... I literally feel like I am clawing my way to consciousness right now. (laughs) You're waking up. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting off your knees because you realize the lion sleeps no more. Get out of my life. (laughs) So Ike proposes that human sacrifice to the the gods... The mighty jungle, the lion just woke up. <laughs> so he proposes that human sacrifice Look to the... his peats. <laughs> wow. He's um, a distraction. Yeah. Aren't you, buddy? He proposes that human sacrifice to the gods in the ancient world was for the reptilians' benefit, especially sacrifice of children, because at the moment of death by sacrifice, a form of adrenaline surges through the body, accumulating at the base of the brain, and oh. it apparently is more potent in children, claiming that this is what the reptilians and their crossbreeds breeds want. We're, a- do- we're doing frazzle drip already? Uh, adrenochrome. Yeah, that's... Oh. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun when it comes to conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, I know. And I just didn't I, think we'd get to this particular one oh, uh, yeah. so soon. Well, we'll, we'll go I've, deeper. I forgot that adrenochrome was uh, involved wow. in the... Um, in the... That was Hillary Lizard Clinton. Illuminati. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> don't look at me like that. I know. Like, <laughs> so he suggests that these sacrifices continue to this day. He also claims that the reptilians and their hybrid bloodlines engage in pedophilia and cannibalism. But is it cannibalism if you're not a human? Isn't it just eating then? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, no. You're right. That that's a that's huge just hole eating. that you just poked right in. A huge hole, Don. It's literally finally you've Broken done it. New you light f- on this case. You found something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, I was believing it up to this point. Yeah, Me, then, I was too. As, right. cl- as you can hear if you listen to this episode again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those were all cries of astonishment. That was I was waking up. Yes. I realized the lion doesn't sleep or whatever the fuck. <laughs> It is claimed that the Brotherhood either created or controls the United Nations. Naturally. The Bilderberg Group, as well as... The what? The Bilderberg Group? Bilderberg Group. They control Bilderberg? They, yes. Bilderberg Workshop is an Illuminati construct. <laughs> <laughs> I still have never gotten to go to a Bilderberg Workshop, you know that? I haven't either. So, as well as the media, the military, um, the yeah. CIA, 
MI6, science, religion, and the internet with witting or unwitting support from the London School of Economics. Does Build-A-Bear still exist? Yeah. Let's all go to Build-A-Bear together, you guys. <laughs> so expensive, John. I know. But, like, we can make an official two towns over plushie. <laughs> Has to be like a moth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In an interview. A moth with, with a taut ass. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need you to put extra... Extra, please. Extra, I said. <laughs> I'll pay for it. <laughs> in an, <laughs> sir, please. In an interview in February of 2019, Ike was asked about his beliefs and replied, they're very clever in their systems of manipulation, which is overwhelmingly psychological manipulation because if you can manipulate perceptions to, be, to believe that Osama bin Laden was behind 9-11, then you can get support to invade Afghanistan. <laughs> I mean, Bush did 9-11, so. Well, Ike uses Fuck, the- we have to do a 9-11 episode. God we will. damn it. Like a proper 9 It'll have episode. to be an anniversary episode, you realize. Yeah. Oh, ooh, good call, good call. So Catch Ike us use, next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Ike uses the phrase problem, reaction, solution to explain how he believes the Illuminati agenda advances. Fuck me. I'm so sorry. Uh, the anniversary of our podcast is 9-11. 9/11. Yeah, that's why he said it. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, so according- never forget. <laughs> never forget, Josh. <laughs> so according- are we bad people? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Pretty much. <laughs> so where am I? According to Ike, the Illuminati Illuminati guide us in the direction that they desire by creating false problems, which allows them to give their desired solution to the problem that they created. He also refers to this process as order out of chaos. In 2018, researchers looking at the psychological effects of Ike's belief system argued that problem-reaction-solution resembles the misinterpretation of the Hegelian thesis-antithesis-synthesis system, which is a system, I'm reading it, which is a system comprising three dialectical stages of development, a thesis giving rise to its reaction, an antithesis, which contradicts or negates the thesis, and the tension between the two being resolved by means of a synthesis. Uh, This was a a triad popularized by German philosopher Heinrich Moritz Kalibaus. I don't understand what the fuck. Basically, his belief is that the the Illuminati create a problem so that Uh, they can give us a solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. So we say, thank you, are dark overlords. Got it. For solving the problem. Okay. Name one time the government has given us a solution in my lifetime. <laughs> 9-11. Mm, give me one time the government has given us a, a, a solution that we have felt the need to go, thank you, government. 9-11. Nah. Because, you, well, at first you were too young. But when 9-11 happened and, you know, for a while... Everybody was afraid to fly, and then they created the TSA and the Homeland Security, and it was like, oh, now we can fly again. I feel so much safer by giving up our rights when we walk through a fucking... All I remember from the TSA stuff was people complaining about having to give up their rights. Well... I remember people, yes, being afraid to fly, but all I remember learning about in that time was the theater of safety. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And that is not a thing that I have ever thought to say thank you for. Well, but there are people out there who do. Fuck that. I don't think that's a good answer, but okay, I'll take it. 
So, uh, okay. So incidents and issues Ike attributes to the Illuminati or the global elite include the Oklahoma City bombing, the Dunblane massacre in Scotland in 1996, Columbine. Oh, of course. 9-11, which Ike believes was an inside job to provide an excuse to advance an agenda of regime change across the world. The July 7th... It didn't work. Yeah. The July 7th, 2005 (laughs) bombings in London, global warming, which he doesn't believe in, chemtrails, water fluoridation, the death of Princess Diana, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and Agenda 21, which was a non-binding resolution among the United Nations to achieve global sustainability by the year 2000. These incidents allow them to respond in whatever way that they intend to act in the first place. So... They created all this stuff. Yeah, that's just how the government functions. Yeah. They're like, we want to do a thing. Let's make it legal real quick. Yep. (laughs) So one of the methods that Ike claims they use is creating false opposites, or what he calls opposames. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Just the word opposames. Well, even, even he's like, I'm done. So it's literally you're making the cat run away. Like <laughs> Yeah, so an example of opposite yeah, is like opposites. <laughs> <laughs> so um one example of his or one of his examples of opposites are the Axis and Allied powers in World War II, which he believes were used to provoke the creation of the European Union and the State of Israel. Ike argues that to ensure the outcome they want, they have to control both sides. He believes that U.S. Presidents George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump are part of a false political divide. Despite the presidency belonging to the Republican Party then and the Demo- then the Democratic Party, then going back to the Republicans, Ike claims that they are all pushing the same agenda of regime change in the Middle East, a goal set out in the early 2000s in a document called The Project for a New American Century. It described the United States as the world's preeminent power and said that the nation faced a challenge to shape a new century favorable to American principles and interests. In order to achieve this goal, the statement's signers called for the significant increase in defense spending and for the promotion of political and economic freedom abroad. It is said that the United States, it said that the United States should strengthen ties with its democratic allies, challenge regimes hostile to our interests and values, and preserve and extend an international order friendly to our security, our prosperity, and our principles. Calling for a Reaganite policy of military strength and moral clarity, it concluded the PNAC's principles were necessary if the United States is to build on the successes of this past century and to ensure our security and our greatness in the next. Ike claims that this dialectic allows the Illuminati to gradually move societies toward totalitarianism without challenge, a process that he calls the totalitarian tiptoe. The totalitarian tiptoe? Yes. That's a great dance. I was just going to say, I love that dance. (laughs) (laughs) In Tales from the Time Loop in 2003. that's a Jason Derulo joint. (laughs) Tales from the Time Loop? That's definitely like a knockoff mystery science. The the totalitarian totalitarian tiptoe. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, though, uh, what was... The- Tales from the Time Loop. Tales from the Time Loop? Yeah, that's for sure like a knockoff of Mystery Science Theater. That's like an R.L. <laughs> Stein or something. <laughs> Ike argues that the Illuminati create religious, racial, ethnic, and sexual divisions to divide and rule humanity 
but believes that the many can only be controlled by the few if they allow themselves to be, if they allow themselves to be, and that the power the Illuminati have is the power the people give them. Divide and rule is the bottom line of all dictatorships, he writes. Arab is turned against Jew, black against white, right against left. Unplugging from the matrix means refusing to recognize these illusory fault lines. He used the term unplugging from the matrix. Yes. No. He's trying to be hip, Josh. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's trying to stay relevant. We are all one, he writes. I refuse to see a Jew as different from an Arab and vice versa. They are both expressions of the one and need to be observed and treated the same. None more or less important than the other. I refuse to see black people in terms that I could not see white, nor to see the left as I would see the right. How could it be any different except when we believe the illusion or division is real? If we do that, the matrix has us. Ike's solution is peaceful non-compliance. So close, yet so far. Mm -hmm. So far. Which he believes will disempower the elite. Okay. Which brings us to the moon matrix. The moon matrix. You is... said the words moon matrix twice. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. The moon matrix introduced in human race. Get off your knees. The lion sleeps no more. <laughs> human race. Get off your knees. The lion sleeps tonight. Uh-huh. In which I suggest that the earth and the collective human mind are manipulated from the moon, a spacecraft and interdimensional portal. The reptilians control. The Moon Matrix is a broadcast from that spacecraft to the human body computer, specifically to the left hemisphere of the brain, which gives us our sense of reality. We are living in a dream world within a dream world, he writes, a matrix within the virtual reality universe, and it is being broadcast from the moon. I I am literally shaking. I don't <laughs> even know how to react to that. <laughs> It gets better. Uh, unless people force... you mentioned Jupiter earlier. Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. Whatever. So unless people force themselves to become fully consciousness or conscious, their minds and the moon's mind are the... Their minds are the moon's mind. Will Storr, writing for the Sunday Times in 2013, ponders if Ike's ideas suddenly pop into his head. On page 299 of Human Race Get Off Your Knees... Ike writes about the lion sleeps no more. <laughs> Ike writes about working at his computer on the on the book and having the overwhelming feeling out of nowhere that the moon was not real. By real, I mean not a heavenly body, but an artificial construct, mm. <laughs> or a hollowed out planetoid that has been put there to control life on Earth. Antipsychotics really would have helped yeah. this guy. Holy fuck. Too late now, though. I have pondered this possibility a few times over the years, but this time I just knew. It was like an enormous penny had suddenly dropped. The enorm- Why a... Whatever, go on. The <laughs> pin had dropped. What? <laughs> the oh. penny. This idea is further explored in Ike's book, Remember Who You Are, Remember Where You Are, and Where You Come From, 2012. Remember. Where he introduces... Simba. <laughs> <laughs> where he introduces the concept of the Saturn moon matrix. In this more recent conceptualization, the rings of Saturn, which Ike believes were artificially created by reptilian spacecraft, are the ultimate source of the signal, while the moon functions as an amplifier. Oh, but it's not there. <laughs> no, it's there. It's just not a real planet or heavenly body. It's a 
man. It's a Death Star. It's a Death Star. Yeah. It's a hollowed out planetoid or a man-made spaceship. That would still be a heavenly body if it's that big, would it not? It would be. Um, It's it's wild, too, because to imply that Earth is hollow, right, makes implications about the mass of Earth, which we know and have been able to calculate because of gravity and our orbit. Yeah. The same goes for the moon. So if you say that it's hollowed out, then it would not maintain the same orbit. Unless it was being manipulated by rockets. Don't do by that. rear thrusters. No. Josh. You've nope. never heard of 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 uh of uh what you ever heard of Reality shut the drops. fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Holy. Which actually is the exact Jesus same argument Christ. that conspiracy theorists have when you apply logic to their theories. <laughs> he claims that the frequencies from Saturn broadcast from the hexagonal storm on Saturn and are amplified through the hollow structure of our artificial moon, keeping humanity trapped in a holographic projection. Like, if this was just a sci-fi story... It would be dope as fuck. It would be so cool. It would be dope as hell. But a person, many people believe... A lot of people believe this shit. Definitely not as many as we're led to believe. Probably not, but, like, it's way too many. So this belief system is mainly supported by average Americans. Since they have no considerable control over the economy or government, it's easy to direct mistrust to those in power. This is especially true when individuals in charge make mistakes, or if the believers personally dislike them. Like opposition from society also encourages believers. Given the popularity of the conspiracy theories in general, it may feel acceptable for people to participate in the lizard people theory as well. Now, the Lizards People theory is heavily reinforced by confirmation bias. Ike has been able to mold evidence in favor of his hypothesis. Furthermore, those who have become attached to Ike's point of view have also developed the ability to interpret supporting information from vague sources. Don't say develop the ability. I don't I don't like that. It implies that there's a skill to it. <laughs> there's not. Well, there's a lot. You have to twist yourself into some knots to... to come up with these things yeah but people do that every day like you don't have to be smart to do that in fact you have to not be smart to do what i'm sorry Uh, to to to... do the kind of mental gymnastics required to to believe in some shit like this like it doesn't take much it's very easy to lie to yourself yeah yeah Uh, So this belief system may also be connected to a desire for structure out of randomness. It is easier to explain how our world leaders manage to gain such positions of power by linking them to a specific group. That's exactly what I mean. It's easier. Yeah. So this process possibly provides a sense of comfort to the believers. They can imagine having power over the leaders by, quote unquote, knowing their true identities. It should be noted. I know your name. (laughs) It should be noted that the lizard people theory is not popular by comparison to other theories. Therefore, a number of Ike's followers are likely motivated by a desire to feel unique. With these factors in mind, it's no wonder why many are captivated by the lizard people theory. Now, while researching the story, I came across a comment left on one of the websites I visited, and I feel it's the perfect way to take us out today. I recently discovered that I am one of them. 
Oh, ever fucking since, fun. Ever since I was a kid, I traveled to many dimensions. I couldn't understand what was going on. So I And I'm reading it as it's written. So if I'm not pausing, it's because it was written this way. Okay. Uh, I couldn't understand. I This has the fucking vibe of a Yahoo Answers answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so I traveled to many dimensions. I couldn't understand what was going on, so I blocked that out of my mind, and everyone in my family thought I had a mental problem, so I seemed normal. I left that chapter of my life alone. Or so to seem normal, I left that chapter of my life alone. When I've turned 26, everything started happening again. I did a lot of drugs. I think that triggered it. I thought I was going crazy. I lost sense of reality. I overdosed seven times. I was able to go to so many dimensions I couldn't understand. So I've recovered my own well-being and state of mind, left that chapter of my life alone again for my own state of mind. I'm taking pauses because I have to. I have asthma. You, you just have to breathe. I have yeah, to breathe. Right. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> Letting it wash over me. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to start just pausing because it's just. Um, I got older recently. I had a really. Oh, me too. I had a really bad wreck on my motorcycle. Had four surgeries. My Who leg. let was... you have a fucking motorcycle? <laughs> um, you know what? Add that to the, the things you need to get a motorcycle license. Psych evaluation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had four surgeries and my leg was broken in so many different places. I've suffered so much unbelievable pain. Literacy evaluation even. Yeah. Right. Every bone in my leg was destroyed, but they managed to save my leg somehow. You know what? Fuck it. You need a college degree to drive a motorcycle now. <laughs> nah, I'm not with that. <laughs> I still have to go back. I did grow up with country family. Like, mm. We, st- we broke a lot of laws. <laughs> oh, a yeah. lot of vehicle laws. We broke. Uh, Tons. All of them. I still, <laughs> I still have to go back to get two more surgeries so I can walk again. I'm missing bone. A big chunk when I came out of that hospital after been there for a month and day, I was not the same. I've started traveling again, even when I was wide awake. Well, one of those nights, I felt something really strange happen to me, so I decided to record it on my iPhone. It was a presence. Uh, it was a presence that I felt that, oh my God, it was a presence that it felt so terrifying and so intimidating, I couldn't understand why I was feeling this way. So there was the evidence I took a video, so there was evidence, oh my, it's hard to read this. It's yeah, okay, punctuation I can is fucking important. So there, So there was the evidence, I took a video of what was happening around me and there was, there was so clear that I got scared of that entity, it was me. All along, there was terrible evidence. I couldn't believe it was distorted. My video caught me when I've turned into that entity. I'm able to spot anyone that's a reptilian and see them as who they really are. My reflection of me in the mirror, it's about seven feet tall, when in reality, I'm only 5'7". Well, that's my story. I'm still very scared. Confused. Don't know why I keep traveling. It hurts every time it happens. At least four times a week. The funny thing that reptilians are able to communicate with each other and manipulate humans and blind them all along. I was blindfolded. These reptilians are able to talk through the TV and send messages with each with each other or manipulate the world into many subliminal messages. To be honest, I'm scared, lost, confused. Especially, this is a very delicate subject. No one wants to hear this. We supposed to be in hiding, to be honest. It is for our own protection. I get it. <laughs> I've heard all types of things about these aliens and that they're bad people 
And we are to control humanity. Not all of it is true. I don't consider myself this way. I discovered many of my friends as well. I'm able to spot reptilians in any other race. It's my gift. So no more denial. I'm atheist, and I'm pretty sure that there's no God. We the aliens <laughs> come from other galaxies, other worlds, because ours was gone. Now that our planet, along with every other species in this beautiful place we created, Earth, I know for a fact that every Bible books on reference to a God, we the aliens give them to the humans to give them hope and a sense of survival, rules and a sense of behavior without destruction to keep going in a certain manner. We've been here all along. Just look around. <laughs> We've been here all we, along. Hey, We've been in this bitch. <laughs> uh, just look around. How could the world not be so, how could the world be so blind? <laughs> West side? <Right. laughs> We've been here. They're not conspiracies. Take a good look around. That's all you've got to do. We are not all that bad. We are here, and we've been here to help. <laughs> Hashtag not all lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do must say they don't like to be spotted, so be very careful. Walk away if you ever get to see one. Oh, just a hint. There's no such thing as time. It was made up to measure enslaved humans to, <laughs> to do things and at the same time create a society and a better world. There is no such thing as time. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, acid will teach you that. <laughs> Something tells me somebody was on some acid. So the problem is, is that time does definitely exist. It's just, it like, all the trippy shit you think about time, except that it actually exists physically, deal with it. Right. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, immediate, so to follow that, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and put you guys on to uh, a video on YouTube where it's basically there's a whole like conspiracy theory cult where everybody like says shit like that and yeah. fully believes it. There is a YouTuber. They're called QAnon. No, it's diff- It's a different one. <laughs> it's there. There's another one. Ah. Um. There is a YouTuber. A worse enemy. <laughs> He's called Oki's Weird Stories. O-K-I. Oki's Weird Stories. Um, he has a video, 28 and a half minutes long, and it's called How I Infiltrated a Bizarre Conspiracy Cult. And he wrote himself a story like that and, like, got invited to speak at a convention <laughs> for these people and shit. And if you enjoyed hearing that uh, monologue... <laughs> um with some color commentary (laughs) yeah um there's there's a whole lot of that in that video and he like over the course of months and months he like pays money to to meet uh this guy like get a session with him online like the repressed memory type deal yeah to bring bring back his memories of when he was in the the secret military and fighting aliens on other planets (laughs) and in outer space and yeah, all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, like, uh, there's some some of them say like I I am actually um Matthew McConaughey. Good. It's yeah, no, it's absolutely batshit, but it's it's a really funny video. I think <laughs> I I just realized that I have a look on my face that is just like somebody just told me my mom died. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like I literally am like angry and sad. <laughs> and like, no, she didn't. No, you're a liar. <laughs> you should definitely watch the video though, uh, if this was interesting to you, because it's a lot more of the same. I don't think it's very fun. So okay, so we've got a the poll now: Zach Bagans, the Warrens, or David Ike? Who's the biggest nutter? Oh, David Ike. Mm. That's not a question. That's <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> now the real question is: Fuck Mary, kill David Ike. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> fuck David or Ike. Both definitely the, the most fun fuck for sure. <laughs> the Warnkeys got a weird last name, so definitely Warrens. marry the the Warrens. Yeah, the Warrens have a weird like a white name. <laughs> no, no, the Warren, Warnkey's different. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> we'll is get it? to him. What is, what were the ones you said already? The Zach Warrens, ba- Warrens, Zach Bagans, or David Ike. Okay, marry the Warrens. Fuck David Ike. Kill Zach Bagans. Wow. Okay. Damn. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'd say I'd probably marry Zach Bagan. Um, you think he's hunky? N- no, just <laughs> not like not particularly, but like he's got okay fashion sense. You know uh, what I mean? Like okay. we could probably share wardrobe a little bit. I think he's a little bit taller You're than me. About it so. wrong. The Warrens are older. Oh, they'll die sooner. They'll die sooner, and you get to keep. Well, their they're, money. they're dead, actually. Well, yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> so you just infiltrate their family and take their money. Yeah. Okay, it hurts. And then you so, get your hands. So on I'm animal. rich. I don't have a husband and wife. And Th- now did they have money. Uh, I, they had some like books and shit, but did they have that yeah, much money? I mean, they oh. sold the rights to their that's stories right. a long yeah, time ago. That's, that's why true. there's the Movie whole rights and whatnot. With the Conjuring. Yeah. They got true. money like from that. From movie deals and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you're definitely right. Uh, fuck David Ike. Yeah, he would be the most fun, and you'd never have to speak to him again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So it's either kill or fuck, just to get him out of your hair. It's either that or marry David Ike. Oh God, kill Zach Bagans and fuck the Warrens. And well, I I, you know. I say kill the Warrens because it's already done, and it just saves me like a trip. That's you know? fair. That's fair. Also, <laughs> good point. That's just an extra step for me to be lazy. Or you could fuck the Warrens. They could use you like a pair of Chinese finger cuffs. That was a visual. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Roast you on a spit. That one's a little on the nose. Yeah, true. And on that which note. Is, which is where the Warrens will put their leavings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I've laughed this hard in a long time. I needed it this week. All right, guys. So, you know the routine by now. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a rating if the you follow us on actually, Apple please do. They or help a uh, lot. Spotify. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Help iTunes, the algorithm help shits. us. Yes. and um, We need to make it out of this fucking hellhole that we live in. <laughs> uh, so that's the uh, best place to reach us is facebook.com slash ttopod. You can message us there. Um, Sometimes when I'm feeling frisky, I'll say some bullshit. I know, and it's like a yeah. rare white buffalo sighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The point that everybody stands up and, oh my God, Ruben commented. <laughs> I'm fairly anti internet at this point, honestly. Uh, you if... send me 89 memes in no an shit. hour. Yeah. Memes are not the internet, <laughs> they are exactly the internet. Memes are on the internet. That memes are a direct product of the internet. Shut the fuck up. And me. internet <laughs> culture, which is the part you don't like. I don't like people who like memes. 
Except for me. <laughs> so you send 89 memes an hour to your friends, your closest friends. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And they're all great. <laughs> Every single one of them. You're a, you're a juicy contradiction. Yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a rascal. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Oh, if listen, if David Ike can say all the fuck shit he said in this episode, <laughs> I can say whatever the fuck I want about memes. About memes. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you noticed. Uh, Muddy Blairy commented in Patreon uh, on during the whatever episode it was we were doing that you guys were talking about um, R words. Oh yeah, sure. Oh. Yeah, I forget what she put now. Hold on. Or he. So I don't know if Muddy Blairy's a man or woman. And I love that. <laughs> it's they. what an enigmatic human being. So. I wish. What is the word? Hold on. Un momento, por favor. Oh, I've, I've landed on Rascal, I think. I'm testing it out on a few places, and then we'll see what happens. Ruben is modern Rascal on the SCP wiki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ragnar is what it was. Modern Ragnar. Ragnar. I don't know. Yeah, it was Ragnar. You're right. Mm-hmm. And Muddy Blurry would also have shot the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's right. I did see that comment. The pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to decide. Uh, anyways, if you can um, <laughs> financially help out uh, and you're Patreon willing to do exists. this, patreon.com slash two towns over. You have to put that in the address bar or search us via Google. It's TWO, not the letter to, or not letter. Exactly. Um, we this have... episode fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That whole monologue at the end, I'm I'm still trying to get back it, into English. True, yeah, it really <laughs> was like wave upon wave upon wave of just just bullshit more and more bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Like I eventually tried to hit like this zen, like I'm just sitting on an island in the middle of a rough <laughs> sea or something. Like, Big extra special thanks to the patrons right now too, because we actually we've had a couple weeks recently that yeah that you guys I, are... I might not have been able to get by uh, without. This week, actually, because I fully have (laughs) no money at all. No groceries and nothing, Jesus. Like, literally, patrons, you have saved our lives. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's not a joke. No, no, not even like it's funny, but it's sad. Yeah. But it's not funny. Such is the state of our country in reality, the one that we agree on. So anyway, thanks, thank you guys. You're the best. <laughs> um, and just a reminder, we are six weeks away from the start of our satanic panic. You, yeah, the you fuck guys have no idea what's in store for you. It's going to be so dope. I yep. can't wait. Yep. Um, and shit. We've only got like a few weeks where we actually start recording those. Yeah. I'm um, not exactly sure how many. It'll be soon. We are exactly one month away from starting to record, so four more Fuck weeks. yeah. Wow. Get hype, y'all. Yep, get hype. We are. Can't you tell? We're, We're just, just exhausted from that barrage <laughs> of nonsense that just happened. I laugh so hard I have a headache now. Right, right. So anyway, patrons currently enjoying uh, listening to us become uh, certified demonologists. Yep. You can be part of that if you want to. Oh, yeah, that's a thing we're yep. doing. Our $10 tier yep. um, starts. Uh, most people statistically have tuned out by now. Yep. Uh, I'm not wearing underwear. Um, I never wear underwear when we record. Mm-hmm. We are all just hanging brain right now. 
So I don't even remember what underwear means. <laughs> uh, under underwear? Underwear. Like which location is it under? And I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel to keep talking. True. <laughs> At this point. Absolutely. So on that th- note, thank you for listening. I've been Don. I've been Ruben. I've been Josh. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck Be good to cancer. yourselves. You're I don't know. Fucking go do whatever the fuck. You're you a want. lizard, Harry. Go to therapy. Go do whatever you want. <laughs> Literally. Anything at all. As long as it's go to therapy. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.